0: Welcome, everyone. My name is Rob Dixon. I'm Chief Information Officer at Wichita Public Schools. And uh, today we have our first podcast. And I'm excited to start this podcast with my good friend, Diane. Diane, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Good day to everyone. I'm Diane Smokorowski. I'm the Coordinator of Digital Literacy here in the Wichita Public Schools. But everybody calls me Smoke because it's so much easier to remember. And Rob, how do they find you on Twitter?
0: I am at Show Me Rob.
1: And I am at Mrs. Underscore Smoke. So if you also want to reach out to us from there, we're available. But let's talk about the podcast. This is something we've been wanting to do for a long time, Rob.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so much uh, you think about where we're at and, and it's been so busy. Many times these things just kind of fall by the wayside. But at some moment, you just have to commit. And I feel like we're committing right now. Smoke, what do you think?
1: I agree, and the best part about a podcast is that it's short. We are not going to go for more than about 12 to 15-ish minutes, and it's easy for teachers to listen to on their way to work.
0: I'm just now finding this out. I have to limit myself to 12 minutes. Oh, wait, all of us to 12 minutes. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I believe in our superpowers. It's fine. We can do it. We can do it. Well, today we're going to tackle this question of e-learning, Is it smoke and mirrors or the future of learning? And I have my friend Amanda Young here. Amanda, you want to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. My name is Amanda, and I am the principal at Education Imagine Academy in Wichita Public Schools. And I'm excited to be here with both Smoke and Rob. Uh, We get to collaborate a lot and uh, try and make school what we think it should be.
0: So, we've all around this table and in our discussions have been through and through with technology within classrooms. Let's start with this question. You know, what do we think about e-learning and is it smoke and mirrors? And and I just wanna kinda leave it open. Smoke, in all of your experience and, and even in our experiences together, what are your thoughts around technology in the classroom generally?
1: You know, I really believe that when you think about classroom and technology combinations, It's important to remember that the best use of technology is to make the impossible possible, okay? So what I mean by that, there are students in my classroom who have 30 different sets of needs. There may be only me leading it, but 30 people have 30 different likes, dislikes, learning differences, all of those things. And it is really challenging for me to have one-on-one experiences with all of those students. But through blended learning, I can create a variety of resources and um, tools to make learning accessible for all of them. So I kind of can clone myself in 30 different individual needs very simply through tech. And I know that sounds complicated, but it is simpler than it sounds.
0: You know, I think uh, from my standpoint, uh, when I look at digital equity and access, I think it's, it's a leveling of a playing field uh, especially for some of our lower socioeconomic families out there. And moving to a one-to-one, especially in Wichita Public Schools, we did so in such a quick time frame. And uh, while we were doing that, we were also starting a virtual school called Education Imagine Academy, and Amanda Young is the principal there. And every day, the students in Education Imagine Academy get a very high technology experience. Amanda, you want to kind of talk about what that experience looks like at Education Imagine Academy?
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, we believe uh, that collaboration is one of the biggest ways that we can make an impact with our students in their learning uh, and engaging them. So we do that in a variety of ways. Sometimes students need to collaborate online through writing. Sometimes they need to talk to each other in breakout rooms. Sometimes they need to be in person. Um, But I think that through educating our staff on the different ed tech tools that we have, and um, as Smoke said, to clone ourselves when the kids are all in different places. They can all be learning something different, but hitting the same standard. Um, and they can show their learning and their understanding in different ways because of the tools that we have available to our students. Mm-hmm. Um, I think giving kids computers is amazing, but teachers have to be able to teach kids how to use computers to actually learn, not just use them as a tool to type on, but to invest in their own learning. Um, so it's, it's definitely been a challenge for my teachers to try to learn in such a short amount of time um, and to try and create a virtual school during the middle of a pandemic. Um, but I think most teachers that are not in a virtual school really only have that experience as a remote teacher, which is different from a virtual teacher or different from a blended learning situation because we were just putting a Band-Aid on a pandemic. Now we have the ability to take time to really invest in our teachers and their understanding of blended learning so that our students get the best outcomes.
0: I also want to congratulate you because your teachers move so quickly Uh, This is the second year that they've been recognized as a Microsoft showcase school. And I think that shows the transformational journey that you've done with your staff. And I think that's I think that's awesome. Uh, You hit on a point called remote learning and Smoke, I want to point to you um, and ask the question, you know, how do we get to what? And we've discussed this before, what a new normal looks like uh, in that adjustment from remote learning.
1: So if you're asking me how we take the tools that we have and, you know, as Amanda was saying, we handed them out and we didn't really have a lot of time to prepare people in pedagogy for the use of digital tools. And now we have these digital tools and it's time to fill the pedagogy. Is that what you're asking me?
0: I think so. When you look at that month that we had, fall of 2020, where we had a month to give professional development to prepare teachers, we know that that wasn't the right, Delivery model to change classrooms across the way. Even though we saw, you know, an average of 405,000 Teams calls that next February, which was our highest use. All right, pause um, right there.
1: 405,000 Microsoft Teams call per day. Per day. Per day. Okay. On continue.
0: average, um, when you look at that, what teachers had to do in order to make sure that that happens, you know, obviously there's a feeling of trauma somewhat when you take the amount of change that they've had to incur. And I wonder, how do we make sure that our teachers, A, see technology opportunities as something positive for students, and B, make sure that we're intentional about delivering the right content within the classroom and offering the right content outside of the classroom?
1: So I think the first step in all of this is just to first brief right? You have a lot of things that you've experienced. You played with a lot of tools. You played with a lot of different uh, websites and things to help create wonderful experiences for the classroom. So one, you expose yourself to a lot of these things. Congratulations. You've got a chance to take like the biggest workshop in a short amount of time. However, now it's time to also go and consider which of those tools that I experienced, what learning experiences that worked really well, did I find beneficial? Target those and say, which of these work amazing for my students, whether they're in-person, remote, or virtual? For example, that digital turn-in of work of students, right? So our district has Seesaw, K-5, P-K-5 across the district. And if I am doing small groups with kindergarten students and I'm having students draw the beginning and the middle and the end of a story, that's something I was doing before technology. However, as a teacher, I was also taking home stacks and stacks of paper. You always can find the teacher at the ball game because that's the teacher with the stack of papers, right? Now... I have the ability as a teacher to have students snap photographs of what they've drawn, turn it into me. Plus they can narrate or defend what they've created to give evidence of why this, what this is. Like I drew a picture of the beginning of the story and look, I put a tree in there because the tree was important. Those sorts of things are really tough to do one-on-one with students in the classroom. But with tools like this, We sampled during remote learning. Turns out they're amazing in person as well.
0: So, Amanda, one of the opportunities that we're seeing right now is we understand that we've got less teachers coming into the profession. And uh, you guys are doing something unique around computer science at EI Academy. You want to talk about uh, what opportunities are there and how they're leveraging technology to kind of enhance offerings for students?
2: Absolutely, so we understand that our students are growing up in a different digital age than we did as teachers. Um, And we also see the importance of making sure that our students are prepared for life, whatever they choose to do after school. So um, starting in kindergarten all the way through eighth grade, all of our students take coding every day. Um, They're taught coding for 30 minutes, um, in elementary school. And then we actually use uh, Microsoft Imagine Academy to um, help guide our teaching in our middle school pathways. Our students will end up taking um, certify, uh, sorry, uh, industry certification tests in middle school for Office 365 from 2019. Um, and then we also are offering cybersecurity um, at our high school. We're, we're starting that uh, pathway, also leveraging different different tools, but a lot of the pedagogy is from, and curriculum is from Microsoft Imagine Academy. Um, but with the decrease in teachers in education, which we all know is, is here presently, but is going to probably continue to get worse, um, we know that, as Rob has said many times, we have to use time and space differently. So I have a teacher at my school who can teach hundreds of kids cybersecurity throughout the district at the high school level um, by being in one location and then having, you know, classrooms where these students are, but they might not have a cybersecurity pathway at their school, but my teacher can teach those kids as long as they have an adult in the classroom. Um, So it's kind of trying to think differently about how students learn, um, what they use to learn, and how teachers teach. Um, and we're just, I'm just so excited about it. My Our students are loving it. Um, gamification in the classroom, I think, is a really great way to help students learn and show learning um, in a different way than just the normal come in, take a multiple choice test, which is not really equitable to all students in your room. So, um, you know, there's opportunities outside of of high school for cybersecurity where these kids who might not want to go to a four-year school can end up with a career that is very, very successful for them and keep them in our community as productive citizens.
0: So we've heard examples here of uh, some great utilization of technology. Uh, We've heard some stories. I wonder between the both of you, how do we prepare teachers that are interested in, in going down this route? What what one thing would you tell them to look at as they start to try to navigate down this high technology environment? Um,
2: I think one thing that is especially important is for current teachers to make that connection with students who they think would be good teachers and tell them, I think you would be a great teacher. Encourage people to join our profession that we are passionate about. We're passionate about loving kids, about their safety, and about their learning and their success. Um, So I would say that's the first thing. Secondly, I think that how we prepare teachers for the classroom has to be different because when I went to school to be a teacher, I took one technology class and we talked about overhead projectors. Um, We can't do that anymore. We need to make sure that when we are um, producing teachers in at the college level, that we are teaching them the skills of engagement through educational technology skills um, before they hit the classroom so that they're prepared um, to go into the classroom and, and help students use tools that they already know how to use.
0: Awesome. Smoke?
1: I would say that if teachers are curious to get started in these ideas of how do I help all students learn? How do I help set up my classroom for blended learning? How do I even begin to explore what tech is out there that works great for my kids? One, call on our team, we're available. So that's always available. Um, Reach out to one of us on the EdTech team. Secondly, I would encourage you to go explore one of the leading persons in blended learning that's in the education sphere. And that would be Katlyn Tucker, C-A-T-L-I-N Tucker.com. She has a couple of books out there that are terrific. And one other person, Jamie Linton, J-A-Y-M-E-L-I-N-T-O-N. She's got a book called The Blended Learning Blueprint for Elementary Teachers. Fantastic, phenomenal, for K-8. I would say if you're even a middle school teacher,
0: this is worth exploring. Guys, thank you so much. This is a great conversation, a great first podcast, and uh, I appreciate you both and your uh, knowledge around this area. Everyone, please tune in. Uh, We'll be producing more podcasts probably on average about once a month. Thank you all so much. Goodbye.
2: Adios.